All right, welcome to the Sore Losers Podcast. My name is Justin Cobley. And my name is Austin Mazur. And uh, we're going to talk about BMX stuff and uh, whatever else we want, really. So I guess we're just going to start kind of with a rough intro. Uh, kind of who we are and what this podcast is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're also just going to be figuring it out as we go along. It's going to be a lot of that. So this will be this will be interesting. Yeah. So uh, you want to start with uh, kind of who you are and where you are right now in the world. Like I said, I am Austin Mazer, and currently I am in Mallorca, Spain. Amazing. My name is Justin Cobley, and uh, I'm currently on Long Island, New York, about an hour from New York City. And uh, basically, I just wanted to start this podcast because my good buddy Austin has uh, abandoned us and moved back to Spain. And uh, we just we just all miss hanging out with him. Yeah. So uh, I kind of just pressured him into doing this over the course of a few weeks. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. Consistent pressure. Yeah, a lot of regular badgering. I mean, the first time you brought it up, I honestly thought you were joking. Because I always have jokes. You were just like, because I mean, you're the type of person who's be sarcastic, and you just like brought it up, and I was like, yeah, okay, Justin, sure, yeah, we'll do a podcast, whatever you say. Just kind of playing <laughs> along with the joke that I thought you were doing, yeah. And, and then next week, so are we gonna do this podcast or what? And I was like, is he serious? And here we are. So yeah, that's why that's why I'm doing it because Justin insisted, <laughs> and and to and to hang out and talk. Yeah, exactly. Cause uh, yeah, obviously there's a, a pretty major time difference from yeah. both of our ends. Uh currently it's nine forty-five in the morning in New York, and uh, for you 3:45 it's forty-five now. Yeah, so he's six hours ahead. Not but... too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. So anyway, uh, what is this podcast going to be about? Um, I guess <laughs> generally BMX related and whatever tangents happen, they happen and we just kind of go where it takes us. Yeah, I think uh, we want to avoid trying to make this like a, a strictly like an interview podcast. Yeah. Cause, um, if you want an interview podcast, there's an amazing one that's, uh, currently, currently running. Uh, it's hosted by Dennis Ederson. It's the unclick podcast. So it's basically the best podcast by mm-hmm. the best bike rider. So, uh, if you want like strictly interviews with amazing, amazing riders, check that one out. Um, there's also uh, Feeble Talk, which was Ride's podcast. Well, I guess, I, guess I think Unclicked is kind of taken over the the Feeble Talk, right? Yeah, I think they like they officially merged mm-hmm. as one. Like they did like a like what's going on now is kind of two. like how Dennis did Unclicked, like in his house, and then obviously Feeble Talk was ride and then our bmx and stuff and i guess mm-hmm. they kind of fused and now they got the two hosts yeah because fudger is the um the yeah. other host mm-hmm. i should have mentioned then you can't forget the classic <laughs> the rollback podcast with kyle carlson which uh you know i enjoyed that one a lot too he had some like different i think, different I, guests I, only, that I, think I, I only listened to a few is he still doing them no, I think uh, what happened was he had Dennis come on on uh come on the rollback podcast, yeah, and then uh, Dennis started his own, and then mm. Kyle kind of just threw in the towel after that. Like, oh really? Yeah, I, thought, I, I don't know. I thought if it, he was. I thought he was maybe still doing them. I'd have to check. I don't. I don't think so. Hmm. But anyway, we're we're gonna try to. Try to get some friends of ours on here yeah. on occasion, but that's not going to be like a strict 
goal of every yeah, single episode. Like, yeah, I think the main focus is just we can hang out and bullshit and, yeah. uh, you know, talk about what we're up to. So I guess another disclaimer is, uh, we're probably, we're probably going to curse here and there. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not going to be like a PG family friendly podcast. So, uh, any parents out there, uh, cover your children's ears if you, uh, if you feel the need. I mean, we're not. Apologies bad. in advance. But I don't think that's going to be much of a problem. Because I do not plan to really edit this. I'm going to try to just let it let it roll. So anyway, I think uh, that's most of the uh, the housekeeping intro out of the way, right? Yeah. And anything else you want to add? Or I think we're pretty good. I'd say we're pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Podcasting. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to lately? So basically since I've been back, I've just been kind of, I mean, obviously settling back in just because I was gone for like, what was it? Three months, three months and a bit kind of. So yeah, you know, we had just gotten a puppy here. So it's been, back with her you know and then uh just riding riding trying to finish up this video that i've been working on with my friend juan here really yeah so didn't know you were working on a project that's cool yeah i mean i hope to finish it relatively soon because i mean we've been working on it for a little bit but it's been somewhat sporadic you know just between me doing my thing, him doing his thing, and yeah, but it's one of those things I'm not really trying to put pressure on it just because I feel like those types of projects never really, I don't know, they've never really suited me. No, like, I, like I I, I, I'm more so just anyone, yeah, just out cruising, you see something, you want to film it, film it, and then that's it. So, just been chipping away basically. I mean, I probably have enough to like maybe put it out, but you know, you got the you got the few stragglers that you're like, I don't know if I really like this clip. I kind of just did it to do it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Know. I hope to. I'm hoping to finish it soon. Well, that's like the beauty of filming like yeah. a longer term project is you can make those decisions later. Yeah. And you can like, I mean, I've always tried to just film like everything mm-hmm. and then you know decide what makes the cut later like not be too picky in the filming end yeah but you're yeah. you're riding normally like clips work pretty naturally like you just like you'll be sessioning and like come up with like usually a pretty absurd like tech manual nose manual combo yeah and then, that, uh, that kind of goes with like how i was saying like looking for things that i want to do it's hard because I don't really know what I want to do. Yeah, you're not much of like a, a clip pre-planner like I am. There's maybe like a handful of spots that I know of that I would be like, oh, maybe this would work there. But for the most part, it's just kind of how I see it. And if I think something could work there, then, then I try it. Yeah, I'm kind of similar. Like unless I've already been to the spot. and like ridden and kind of tried the trick usually pre-planning like what i want to film just never never actually works like because even then it's too tall or whatever yeah even then like if i know a spot and i'm like oh yeah i really want to do this thing there yeah and then i go there and it's just like i mean like you said maybe it's completely like the proportions are not what you thought like there's no way or just half the time, what I thought is probably way out of my league, mm-hmm. and then I. It, yeah. But then maybe it kind of brings me to a, a new idea that I like even better. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Same deal. So that's cool. Uh, that's just like your own like solo. Uh, that's gonna video, be, or is it gonna be? It's gonna be a skate pro video. Skate pro video, awesome. Yeah. And then, 
like I said, I hope to finish that soon. We're going to do a trip to BCN in uh, June, like first week of June. Ooh. So I think we're going to probably film a little trip, trip video with the old VXs. Ooh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, so yeah, I guess we should probably mention our like uh, our BMX qualifications. <laughs> like uh, you've got a bunch of sponsors. You got a bunch more than me. No. So I mean, uh, do you want to just just rattle off real quick your uh, your list of sponsors? Um. So, FTL obviously is with you. Uh, Cult, Merit, um, Skate Pro. Uh, I'm getting hooked up by this CBD company out here, Tom Hemp's. Tom Hemp's, yeah, I saw yeah. that one pop up recently. That's yeah, tight. I think they they're from Berlin, but now they have a, you know, spot here in Mallorca. So they've been hooking me up a little bit, getting some CBD. That's cool. And you? Uh, yeah, I ride for uh, We The People, uh, Follow The Leader, like you mentioned. And, uh, you know, the most important sponsor is probably uh, the Whammo Crew. Yes. Uh, that's basically uh, headlined by Craig. <laughs> uh, occasionally there are stickers. About once a year we put out like a video of some sort. Yeah, I was. I mean, I still, I still get upset when I think about the, uh, the hoodies that <laughs> the uh, space cat himself made, but obviously um, I had to go and ruin mine. You had to destroy it. It was a piece of Just history. Throw it out. <laughs> but you never even got. Yeah, they got. No, I was just too much of a cheapskate. I think I was just like. No, I hear you. Super broke college student and just was like, I don't have forty bucks for a hoodie. Ugh. I think I, I think so, I, I bought mine at Oil City from Space Cat, who just yeah, like he just showed up. I think he just showed up with like the box of hoodies, and he was just slinging them out at Oil City. Classic. All right, that's Oil that's City. the best way to sell product. Yeah, rest in peace, Oil City. The only and the worst indoor skate park on the It's Island. like now that it's gone and then especially how like I was just there, you know, back in New York for a few months and it was like pretty rough winter, mm-hmm. you know, especially compared to like last year, I think when I was there, but it was just like seemingly never going to stop snowing. And in those times, you really, you really miss Oil City. For as yeah, honestly, for as you know, shitty as it was in certain aspects, it was at least something. It was definitely something, and it I feel like it had its own sort of like character that made it kind yeah. of fun in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the ground was literally so slippery. It was an ice skating rink. <laughs> they had they had the staff pour soda on the floors yeah. and mop the floor with soda to mm. make it tackier. And even that was even not enough. That didn't even work. And for some reason, there was a full-size vert ramp at an indoor park. Yeah, which I may, I, I would just, I think I would just ride <laughs> the flat bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah, we used to like set up the rail yeah. off the flat bottom uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah, it was pretty sick. It was like, even that, it was like so silly because you had virtually no run-up to do anything from, like, the deck to this, like, up-rail or whatever that we had set up. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's the type of floor where, like, you'd be at a dead stop and you go to get a good crank in and your tire would just start... Your back tire yeah, would yeah, slip yeah. or wash yeah. out. Yeah. But, man, I mean, especially um, when one of the homies, I forgot, Paul, maybe? I, I can't remember. No, no, no. Like uh, hmm. the scooter homie who would let us stay overnight. Not overnight, but <laughs> let it let us stay. Uh, you know, past the normal hours. Like we gotta get the after hour session. 
You're talking about uh Bald Paul, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That dude was pretty sick. Yeah, but like that like that time especially was like we'd show up there bike night because any other night was, you know, no bikes allowed. And and yeah, basically it would be like maybe depending on the night it'd be a packed house and then luckily Paul would hook it up and let us stay till like two o'clock in the morning. And it'd be like five or six of us and we just you know, one of those sessions where there's finally no one in the park and everyone just kind of like nonstop going. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh I think there dude, they used to have the official like BMX session, mm-hmm. at least really early on. It was like eleven to one AM. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember like I must have been like probably still in high school, like maybe ninth, tenth grade, and my mm. dad would take me there. Didn't have a car yet, couldn't get there any other way. And uh he used to just hang out and stay from like till like one one thirty two in the morning as like a kid, so That's nice. Shout out to my dad for that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, shout out to Rodney. I uh I think the first time I went there, uh same like my dad brought me, I think I went with uh I think I went with baby Steve. And we like drive all the way there you know like at, at that time too like not ever driving it would seem like it was forever away which it, what was it maybe an hour 45 minutes something like yeah, that so oil city was basically in the city on the south shore of long island like it was like on the queen's border i think yeah because it was an ocean side mm-hmm. so it was basically driving to the city yeah so it's pretty far like it wasn't definitely not a local park for no. us but yeah, so like I find this place online or, you know, maybe I even saw your YouTube videos there. You know, like when you were there posting videos with like Toad and uh, Tim Shulman and stuff like that. And I like seen the, the park, convinced my dad to to bring me and baby Steve. And I think we get all the way there and they're like, oh, yeah, like you can't ride now. Like it's skate only, <laughs> and we're just like, wait, really? And you know, maybe being like sixteen or something, like feeling ways like we just drove across the earth to ride a skate park that we actually can't ride. So we just got back in the van and turned around, and I was like, damn. I said, oh, yeah, I'm glad that didn't uh, that didn't keep you from ever going back. Yeah. They didn't even give you like a five minute session. No, like they were just no, like no, no. Oh. And I think it was like because the I, from what I remember, I feel like the older guy wasn't the nicest. Like the guy who maybe owned it or ran it or whatever. And uh, yeah, he was like, "No, sorry, no bikes." Very sad. Turned Actually, the first time, dude. The first time I went and rode uh Huntington Skate Park, the classic Long Island uh, transition park with the blue ground. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen an, an OG Billy Perry video, he's probably awesome. riding that park, that doing flyout tricks. Yeah, tricks I still can't do. <laughs> Same. But the first time I went to uh, to Huntington, it was still when they would like require like town cards, and it was like really? official. Yeah, and uh, I went during a skate session, mm-hmm. of, like same thing, and um, luckily the guy, you know, the park was pretty empty, and the guy was like, all right, kid, you could ride for like five minutes, <laughs> and I like got into the park, didn't know like my way around at all, yeah. and I think I like jumped the hip weird, like maybe I 270'd it, and I rode straight into the box. And I got, like, a double shinner, and I just, like, (laughs) ran out of the park, like, in agony. And I don't think I rode the park after that for, like, months. Like, I was scarred. I mean, that box setup is really not ideal. To I mean... No. Because it's, like, a huge pyramid. It's, like, uh, like, if that box wasn't there, like, forget it. You would just blast over that and do all sorts of, like... 450 fakie or you know you name it because i mean going fakie on that on that big face of it is like a gamble like maybe i'm gonna roll out into the box 
Yeah, yeah, I should probably explain. It's like a um, typical, like, skate park pyramid. It's, like, on the steeper, taller side, so it, like, it rips you. Yeah. And then right next to it, like, probably... It's a little grind Like, box. maybe eight, eight feet is, like, you know, just, like, your little nibble grind box. And uh, any anything you try to do to fakey on the pyramid, you just go straight into the box. Like, there's no way to avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's not, not the best yeah. design. Yeah, but I guess once you're, you know, once you go there enough, you know, you know your limitations as to, like, oh, chances are I might hit it on this. Yeah, you kind of figure out how to avoid yeah. it. But yeah, speaking of your your first time, my first time was also bad. I think like a you know like uh, Oil City. I think I probably went with Baby Steve and a couple other friends. And you know, like uh, they didn't have the sessions or anything, so it was just when Huntington was just kind of an open, roam-free skate park. Anyone can go, and. I don't think anyone was there, but I was just cruising around, you know, minding my own business, trying to figure out the ramps. Like, I don't even think I could, I even know what I could do at the point. Maybe 180, maybe 360, I don't know. And that, you know, there's a Euro gap there. And not knowing it was there, I was just going to ride down thinking it was a, a bank. And come to find out it's a Euro. I get all bucked on the Euro, my hands fly off, and I end up snapping my ankle you broke your ankle yeah first Riding time, into the first, first time i ever went to green lawn skate park thinking it was a bank was actually a euro hands fell <laughs> off got twisted and somehow broke my ankle that's and i can't believe i've never heard that before really and also it, it's like it's not a big euro. No, I mean, it was just like, it was more so like, the fact that I thought I was going to ride down a bank. You were just expecting not, a bank. Like, you know, the classic, like riding in the street and you're like just cruising, chilling and you hit a pothole and your hand falls and your heart drops. Like yeah. you're not expecting to hit that. But yeah, so basically that happened and we were there for maybe five minutes, 10 minutes max. Like my dad had just dropped us off and was already on his way maybe back home or maybe to go do something else while we were riding and then like we call him like hey yeah like i think i broke my ankle you got to come back and i remember i think i was wearing basketball shorts and like we go we finally go into the van we start driving home again and then i'm like holy shit i think i left my phone there and then we i think we drive back and then i realized that my phone had just like was in my pocket but because i was wearing basketball shorts like you know how sometimes it kind of just like it slides out onto it, the seat it, when yeah, you're like sitting just, at an angle yeah. yeah but basically i think it was in my pocket the whole time god and I, so not I, a just, good my, I just made my dad make do like five three trips yeah. <laughs> yeah but he didn't mind yeah so hunts giveth and hunts taketh away apparently oh, yeah But yeah. So I forgot to, uh, it, it I didn't get to mention. Definitely a while after I wrote Huntington after that. Yeah, same. So I guess uh, I didn't get to mention my own little video projects at the moment. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, so I've still got like, I think it's like eight or nine minutes of footage that I have roughly edited of like, just like a summer mix. Just of like, yeah. you know, all the local dudes you ride with. Uh, it's kind of just like a Lewis video with other footage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Lewis Colasione. Uh, I hope I'm saying that more or less correct, but he's our buddy from Long Island and he's an amazing rider. He rides for the Shadow Conspiracy or, or Shadow and Sabrosa. Yeah, Shadow. Is it both? Yeah. yeah, he's on both. Okay. So yeah, Lewis. Lewis. But has yeah, basically, like, basically, it's just a Lewis video with sprinkles of everyone else that we ride with. Yeah, he's he's like the easiest to get footage he, with. Like he's just he does the clip and then he does it again with the camera running. Like he'll just do it and be like, "Oh, I guess I should film that." I okay, just, we'll film that. I just wish I could like film clips like him, 
because he just has like the superpower of like you bring him to any spot and chances are he'll get at least two clips yeah any spot any spot you name it he's gonna get at least two clips i like part part of his his power is like the tricks he does they're generally not gonna be like abd ever like you're never gonna go to a spot And, like, be like, oh, somebody already did, like, X upride, fakey wall, yeah. drop Smith, cab crank. Like, he just, he has his own unique combo bag of tricks Very that, unique, like, yeah. yeah, like, he's not just going to go to the spot and do, like, the wall 180 or, like, uh-huh. pegs bar, like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's definitely got a superpower. So, yeah, that's that's one video that I need to just, like, suck it up and finish, like. I don't think we filmed a new clip for that, like since that I mean, since the like early winter before all the snow got dumped on us. But are you so, are you still trying to film for it? So like part of my part of my excuse for not putting it out is I wanted mm. to get a few of my own clips to like fill in the gaps because a lot yeah. of my footage went to like a We the People video. I guess it was like a welcome right. video, but. Yeah, like most of my my like favorite clips all went to that project. So mm-hmm. I kind of have like I don't want to call them scraps, but they're not just like they're not my favorite clips. Yeah. So there's that project I got to finish. Then there's also the rock video, which which I think is is going to blow people's minds. <laughs> and, uh <laughs> The goal with the the rock video is to film clips entirely on rock spots yeah and uh what is a rock spot long island is uh basically like a crusty island made of rocks and rubble from a giant glacier Mm -hmm. so like parts of long island they just have like giant boulders left over and i think it's become like almost like a landscaping like a trend yeah where they just like put giant rocks rocks just like all over the place like in the industrial areas and like front of businesses and stuff so we just have like a pretty big selection of these weird like rock spots and uh once we started like rock hunting properly it like made us realize like how many rock spots we actually have all over and they're yeah we just like you were sending me pictures like Probably on a weekly basis. Like, yeah. dude, check out this sick rock I found. Because, like, like, once you once you brought up the idea and stuff, uh, and we had maybe started, like, getting one or two clips for it, like, my complete, like, when I would be looking for spots, it would just turn solely into, like, rock mode. <laughs> and I would just, like, maybe there would be, like, a, a, a hub or something, but then there would be, like, a rock next to it, and I would just, like, look at the rock. You would solely focus on the rock, yeah. like the yeah, hubble like my, was no longer was, interesting. My mind was just like, okay, I'm hunting for rocks now. Yeah, I was in and the And I would get excited when I would find, like, any sort of rock. But yeah, the the rock project kind of got put on hold with winter, and then, unfortunately, Lewis, Lewis's knee is hurt, so I don't have, like, a local filmer that I can just, like, hit up on a whim. And just go out on like a random yeah. evening session. Like it's, I gotta make a plan with Craig <laughs> to go out filming, which is which is always super easy and convenient. Obviously, yeah, he's always super motivated to come drive out east and yeah, you know to go ride, ride whatever spot. Yeah, to go hit up the rocks. Yeah, it takes almost no convincing at all. So yeah, those are those are my little video projects. Actually, I found a uh, so my buddy Danny in Philly. Yeah, I was telling him about the rock project, and he was like, "Dude, there's a skate video that's like kind of similar," and mm-hmm. I had no idea. He sent me a link to a Day One song video. I forget which one it was, but it's it's basically a Day One part where he solely films clips on like random natural terrain. So it's like really? rocks, it's like stumps. It's like, you know, those like weird, like, I think there's like a few like desert spots where it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, almost like the, a rock face in like an open desert. That's like a bank kind of thing. Yeah. So how, how old is this video? 
oh, it's old. It's like it's like when the VX was like the only camera, uh-huh. and people people thought VX footage looked good. Those days, when it was like the standard. No, it's it's still it still works. I like everything about the VX except capturing the footage and like trying to retain the quality of the footage. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, the that's VX what, that's is what like, I struggle with. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh I've I've just given up on the VX entirely. I I don't ever want to use like, one again. I did for a while. I feel bad. But I don't know. I just feel like I like kind of starting to see like other people use it again. And I, I just, I mean, I had my 1,000 just sitting there. But then obviously when we took it out, we Paper realized it, it had some issues. Luckily enough, I was able to secure the, the wham cam, the crew cam. And I mean, honestly, I haven't really used it much yet just because I've been working on the other project. But probably when I finish that, I'll start bringing it out more often. Also, I think... Like I said with my homie Juan, uh, probably going to film like a video of him with the VX. Yeah, makes sense. It's definitely like just misusing it. Like I just applicable. Just misusing it, you know? Yeah, I was going to say it's like more applicable. Gotcha. It's like better focused for just like individual projects. Yeah. Like I wouldn't use it as like my main only camera. No, yeah, yeah. But like if you have like the right clip for it, it just like has that classic look that's mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, But yeah. My homie from you know, in BCN he's not from BCN, but he's living in BCN, uh Joram. He's a he's been a firm vx enthusiast for a while now but like you see him use it and you watch his videos and it just like it just makes you want to to use it again mm-hmm. in my opinion just because he uses it so well and he knows the camera like inside and out so but yeah he kills it with it that's cool i feel like part of my my reasoning to stick with the VX was like, cause I always really liked the four third aspect ratio, mm-hmm. like the closer to square frame when you're filming. Yeah. And, uh, I've got a fisheye on my HD camera that I can, uh, I could just crop the footage to four thirds yeah. and it like has just a little bit of vignetting, which is like, I think it's, it's good enough. So I don't really have a, a big need to use the VX anymore. Like I'm happy with my um my four third H D footage. No, I mean, your which setup, is your be, setup is pretty solid. It's decent, right? It kind yeah. of feels like using a VX, like you gotta get really close, I mean, you can get super low, like Yeah. That's another thing too. Like obviously if I wasn't a cheap bastard, I would dish out some money and get a a nice little setup like you got. But like I said, I'm cheap and the VX is there. So why not? Yeah, no, I feel you there. Also, I got a little handy cam, but I've had that thing for a couple of years now and I still have a fisheye for it. So it's kind of just like second <laughs> angle cam for this video that we've been doing here. It's good to have, though. Yeah. I mean, it's throwing it in the it's camera. It's a nice just. I was going to say, it's just like a throw it in the bag camera. Yeah. Like, yeah. I if mean, you use it, don't use it. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's not when, like you're lugging around a Jeff Z camera bag. No. Dude, Jeff Z's bag. I imagine. There's, uh, I guess that's a little bit of a, a name drop. <laughs> Jeff Zielinski, the best BMX photographer. Pretty, pretty unat. Like, Garrett Reynolds is the best rider. <laughs> Jeff C is the best photographer. I feel like it's is safe to say, uh, his camera bag is like carrying like a Toyota Prius on your back. It's insane. It's so heavy. <laughs> he's really like he's got superpowers. Yeah. Lugging that thing around. It's he's committed. 
I believe it. I've never had the privilege of holding it, but I'd say probably the closest I've gotten was holding Johnny Nemesek's camera bag, which I would say, I mean, it was obviously the heaviest bag that I've ever had on my back. Yeah, Johnny, with, uh, Johnny's bag. All the equipment that he carries is insane. Yeah, Johnny's bag is definitely comparable, but uh, Jeff has like the full on like studio strobes mm. that basically require like a car battery. Oh my god! To to run them because they're uh, I can't even imagine they're super high output and really quick refresh yeah. rate. So Johnny, I'm pretty sure you know at the time he was using like standard like kind of speed light flashes. Yeah, which uh you know they just use like a shit ton of uh, AA batteries as opposed to, like, a literal car battery in your yeah, bag. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. I didn't know that. But, yeah, you got to be committed if you want to shoot Flash BMX, no, which I'm yeah. way, way too lazy for. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That'll be the day when I see you riding around with a bunch of Flashes. I just, like, don't... I would need to, like, like hire somebody to carry my second camera bag. Or just like ruin ruin a homie's like cruising fun. Yeah. But I'd just be like, hey dude, you wanna carry carry my, my video bag and I'll carry my photo bag? Like <laughs> I don't know, I can't do it. No, I don't blame you. Grant C was actually doing that at one point because he was filming um H D with his like whole setup and then yeah. the VX at the same time and he didn't have a huge bag to fit it all. So I think he would just make like Mike Stahl carry one of the bags wow. everywhere. But Stahl's a trooper, so he didn't seem to mind. Damn, that's crazy. That was like during the uh, out of line, right? Yeah, that was the time when um Out of Line was being filmed and then also uh A B D was still in progress. ABD. And there was some there was some overlap what with the ABD? riders. Madeira, A B D Rest in Peace. You know, all the videos have right. gone under, all the parts have been put online under different names, but no, yeah, yeah. the original project was Madeira. No, because like the name was, I was trying to think of a way that people named, video named ABD, so I was drawing a blank. Yeah, gotcha. Right. So we are currently, uh, we're like 40 minutes into this business. Uh, kind of surprised. Um, but anyway, do you want to uh, talk about the Call Somebody DVD? Yeah. That was kind of what we had uh, we had planned. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because I, I kind of forgot the DVD back home in, uh, back in New York. So I haven't been able to watch it too recently, but I mean, needless to say, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even sure how you can watch it because I did I did a search online to see like where you could buy it, and I I couldn't find a a link to it. like maybe just hit up like the dudes that made it like on Instagram. Yeah, basically, probably I, you could you just hit copy. up anyone in that crew, and I mean I because I think they're only making small batches and they're doing restocks. I think. Okay, so like, I, I, don't, I don't think they like, had like a large. Them you know, a large quantity made up front because I had seen at least one restock that they did. I might be lying, but I'm pretty sure. Cool. So there's, there's still DVDs available. Yeah. But like I said, like if you hit up anyone in that crew. Yo. So uh, I didn't really do a ton of research on the, the project, but uh, it's basically like a Denver based full length DVD. And, um, you know, a lot of the footage is around Denver, but they also traveled a good amount to film the video. Yeah. Like, I saw a bunch of, like, Barcelona footage. Mm -hmm. There's definitely, like, some Midwest. There's some clips from around, like, New York, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes, I mean, were they... Were they... Did you see them when they were in New York? So, I met... Or is it just uh, Paul that was... Derek... Yeah, Derek. Derek is sick. Yeah, so I met Derek Kano and Paul Smith, um, mm. probably like twenty, like eighteen, 
So I don't know if they were if they had even started filming yet. I don't think they had cameras because okay. uh, at that time Craig was filming. I'm trying to think what I guess it was Wamcam HD. Yeah. Which, which is Not now. Like, yeah. So the the clips they filmed when they were here mm-hmm. visiting when I met them just ended up in Craig's Wamcam right. video. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I got to know those dudes, because mm-hmm. Paul Smith is originally from Long Island. Yeah. And he's been in Denver a long time now. So he's pretty pretty fixed there, but he comes comes through to visit every mm-hmm. now and again. Yeah, because I had never... I guess I would known of him. And then I, I can't remember when I met him. But, like, I had no idea beforehand that he was from Long Island. I think he was from... Yeah, same. Was he from I didn't find that area? Out. Yeah, I want to say he was from, like, around the Glen Cove area. Hmm. There's, like, a lot of weird little satellite towns around there, but I just yeah. call it all Glen Cove. Yeah. And it's <laughs> just lumping into it. That's close enough. Yeah, that that's the most recognizable anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, Paul, Paul's... Solid human. Kills it on the bike. Yeah, Paul. Paul's part was one of my favorites. Uh, just had to uh, had to shout out the opener part. Uh, I think it's Ben. Ben Choden. Linskoten. Ben, yeah. ben. Ben Choden, Choden on, on Instagram. Instagram yeah. Right. Dude, his part so so Dude, good. Like Ben is a machine. He have you what? Have I, you I, met him before? I've, yeah, I've never met him. I, I, I met know. him in, in BCN, I think. I think that was the first time I met him. But yeah, like, because all those dudes went to BCN and stuff, and I was lucky enough to be living there at the time and get to ride with them a bunch. And yeah, all those dudes that were there, awesome. And Ben is another one of those people like Lewis. He just, like, could ride anything and get crazy clips whatever you throw at him yeah i loved his part because it was like you know pretty pretty bar spin heavy but it wasn't like like stock bar spin tricks no, like yeah, it was yeah, a lot yeah. of like like crazy like bump 180 bars uh-huh. and like he did that like that like vertical fakie wall bar yep. fakie kind of thing i think that was in barcelona even right the like red brick spot maybe yeah i'm trying to think of the clip but i can't remember yeah, I should say I just watched this video like, like two hours ago, <laughs> so it's it's definitely a little fresher in my mind. Yeah, as opposed to Austin. But yeah, he has an ability to like bum jump and pole jam anything. Like throughout that part, yeah, he's got a lot of really solid pole jamming bumps. Yeah, many many badass poles were jammed. Yeah. by Ben. Yeah, Ben's sick. Yeah, Ben Sick. Paul's part was amazing. Paul's part. Uh, really he's just got cool. like the best style. Like he's just like such. Makes a everything look so writer. effortless. Yeah. I feel like he's almost like. I could see a lot of influence from like um, Mark Grala a bit, mm. yeah. like the way he does like simple tricks on like really good setups and yeah. like a lot of like, you know, like crazy wall rides and mm-hmm. like. You know, he still runs two metal pegs, I think. Yeah. So he keeps it, like, pretty classic. Yeah. I'm always, always psyched when I see Paul footage. Then also, Derek Kano. Uh, he's the one that, he actually sent me a DVD because I traded a uh, print for it. Mm. I had just, like, posted a bunch of prints on Instagram. And he hit me up to trade. Yeah. So uh, that's how I ended up getting a copy, which thank you, Derek. That was awesome. His part solid. Yeah. Shout out. The Derek. friend section is really really good. Uh-huh. Like sometimes friend sections are like the hardest part to get through. <laughs> yeah. In a in a DVD, and this one was dialed. Yeah. Uh for sure. You even got a clip in there. I was stoked lucky, to see lucky that, enough to that snag a clip. Yeah. At the time, I didn't even—I don't even know if I knew they were filming for the video at that point. 
Maybe I do. I don't remember. But I was just happy to get a clip with him. Yeah. That's the best way when it, they're just like filming and you're riding and they're like, oh, dude, do you want me to film that? And yeah. then mm-hmm. it ends up in a in like an actual yeah. project later on. Yeah, so I was stoked. Stoked on that. I think I'm going to have a clip in uh in Chocolate Truck 2. Ooh. That was a similar thing. Yeah, that, that's going to be sick. When's that dropping? Dude, I don't know. I think um, I think they're mostly done with filming. Yeah. Because I know John Yo has like an insane amount of footage. I'm mm. sure Matt Miller has a ton. Like, yeah, I bet. Kevin yeah. Van- Vanneker definitely has plenty of footage. How long has it been since the first one dropped? It's been a long time now. I, I don't even want to to throw a date out there, but. Because I got, I'm trying to think, I got the Chocolate Truck DVD yeah. the same time I got Talk is Cheap, the second cult full length. Yeah. So that's, dude, that's got to be like 2016, yeah. 20, I don't even know. I just remember I had that video on repeat. Yeah, heavily, heavily mm-hmm. repeat. Uh, So yeah, just back on uh, Call Somebody. Mm-hmm. Rob DeQuatro's part Dude, is yeah. amazing. I'm so stoked to like see a bunch of footage of him again. Yeah, like, yeah. A proper section. Yeah, he's so sick. And that section was just, I don't know. He's one of those people that you watch ride and you be like, you know how some people you watch ride and you're just like, oh man, that guy is like forcing everything, and he just looks like he just hates his life while he's like trying this clip or something. Whereas like watching yeah. Rob, it just like, he, it just looks like everything he does is just like enjoyable to him. And he just like loving every second of it. Yeah. You can tell he's just like truly having fun yeah. on a bike. Yeah. And also like it was, it was a good mix. Like Rob D is definitely known for like his big, like uh, man rail yeah. sends. And like, there were definitely plenty of like, rail hammers in there yep but like he also like mixed it up with like a lot of like solid tech stuff too so mm-hmm. it was like just an all-around good part yeah, like you could really... tell he was he was having fun in his like tie-dye short shorts and... yep <laughs> yep the holiday <laughs> awesome. shorts dude yeah like also when... i was what are you gonna say not continue i was gonna say i was stoked on the uh the song in his part it yeah. was um it was by this canadian band it's like a punk band, mm-hmm. sort of, called Pup. And, like, I feel like it's not a super well-known band. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, I'm always hyped when I, like, recognize a song or a yeah. band. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, they found this. Like, so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of songs like that. Like, the video, music-wise, was, like, very well-rounded. Like, it was, and like... call somebody. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. like, kind of all over the place, yeah. but in, like, a good way. Mm-hmm. It was, like... It was, like, a sparkly indie song and then yeah. right after that like, a, what, like, like a hip-hop song and then neil young i think yeah. was derek's part like uh-huh. yeah so like when i see a video like that it just makes me even more like into it and hyped on it just because like i feel like especially now it's very easy to see a video with like the same you know like handful of of whatever artists and it just all kind of sounds the same so like for this for them with this video to go this route music wise and kind of do something really different made it a lot more refreshing and just in my opinion just kind of like flowed and worked way better. Yeah, it was definitely edited well, and I also just felt like uh, I'm pretty sure it was filmed on on a Panasonic DVXs. I don't think mm. it was HD footage, and it just like reminded me of like the early OSS videos, like OSS football and then Uh like the Denver Nugs like web video they did. Yeah. And it's just like that classic DVX colors and fisheye with which like I don't know, it just like brought back good memories. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to see that that camera that camera is uh it's still totally usable. Just almost like a VX. Yeah. It might it might have been HVX footage. Which is, um, it's like an HD version of the I want to the say DVX. 
Yeah, it might have been. It might have been HVX then. But it's like 720p footage. It's mm. not like 4K super modern HD. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it still uses um the OG CCD sensors for the colors, which kind of has that VX look that mm. people recognize a bit. Yeah. So anyway, call somebody. Highly, highly recommended. Yep. Very good watch. So hit up, uh, what do you think, Derek? Hit up Derek. Derek Kano on Instagram, or Paul Smith. Ben Choden. Tyler Rembold. Rob DeQuatro even, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that slide into their DMs. Slide into DMs. Where can I get a copy? And then where can you get a DVD player also? Probably Best Bet Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Unless like now with the freaking Mac, you got to like get all these six adapters just to plug in something. Yeah, I was lucky that I just like happened to have a uh, a combo cassette player dvd player collecting dust and all the cords were there and i was like this is meant to be i gotta watch it this morning (laughs) so it worked out perfect lucked out no i think i got a got a dvd player lying around here somewhere but obviously i spaced case and forgot to call somebody back in new york Mm. so next visit i'll have to bring it back yeah man uh Maybe I can help you there. I'll I'll tell you about that later. Okay. But so anyway, is there anything else uh, video wise you want to really bring up? I know we had like I mean we got some we had web videos that dropped recently. Yeah, I as mean, of right now we're we're sitting at like the fifty fifty odd minute mark. Yeah. So I don't I don't think we really need to uh to go into too much there. Yeah, I mean, just touch on the got the Vans mash video. I think that dropped like two days ago. Ah, it's this week. It's this it's week. pretty fresh. I think I might have been a little late to the party. Yeah, same. I just watched it today. But yeah, I think that was. I think that was just the Vans Europe, like street dudes, in that video. Which I later saw they have a Vans mash transition, which I didn't see. Yeah, so I saw the thumbnail, but I didn't watch that one yeah. either. <laughs> yeah, mash is like a pretty pretty heavy lineup of like, yeah. you know, all the best like Vans Euro riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was all just kind of. of like, I mean, I think it was just kind of everyone. Filming themselves, not filming themselves, but, you know, like I know Perrin was filming stuff in BCN with like Simone and, you know, I think I saw like some homies filming Killian or I don't know, but I think it was just like trying to put something together during this COVID time. But, yeah, I think it was like a mix. But of it, it was like a, a mix that was, you know, because sometimes you see like mixes that are kind of just randomly smushed together, you know. But this one was pretty well put together. Yeah, I think it like the editing worked really well for the video because it was like simple like instrumental music Mm. and it wasn't like it wasn't bad filming at all but it wasn't like super high production like multiple angles and like crazy b-roll like it was like pretty much just like straight riding footage like Mm -hmm. filmed well by like different filmers but the footage definitely fit well and uh killian roth is insane dude i can't believe how good that dude is Dude, yeah, Killian is another level. He can fucking manual one eighty anything. 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 Dude, he did a he did a rail ride 
manual 180 bar. Does yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me? No. I could not even approach that concept. Yeah. Yeah, Killian's been on one for a minute, but I feel like this little mash video, like with how much footage he had, it just. I don't know. I feel like he's maybe a, a little slept on. Yeah, definitely a definitely little. Definitely a little underrated. A little less known. Yeah, I feel like he's he's definitely been highlighted in some like projects and stuff now. No, like, for sure. His riding, for sure. His riding definitely stands out. Yeah. So yeah, it's another solid web video worth watching. What'd you think of the uh, the band Speed Dial video? Because that was another one that came out around the same time. Yeah. It was definitely a different different sort of project. Well, yeah, so I think that was uh, kind of like a collab video, right? Bands and Federal. Yeah, I think Did so. Did a little collection. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think, I think it's hard for really any rich foreign video to go wrong and all the dudes that went on the trip are crazy and i think they went to tenerife so spots were crazy mm -hmm. but yeah i mean that was an all-around really good video like uh, tenerife still has like some pretty awesome spots but oh. it almost feels like a little worn out like i feel like you think so i don't know it, it like like a few years ago that was like a newer ish kind of place to go for trips yeah but but i feel like i've now, seen like, i've seen all those spots like a lot over the years really i feel like the only ones that are like doing trips to tenerife are like probably the federal guys i would say yeah i don't think as far as like a team trip i don't think i've really seen many other teams go to tenerife like i'm pretty sure federal did at least one trip to Tenerife for their uh, their uh, FTS video. Yeah, for sure. That's where I've seen a lot of footage yeah. there. But also, I think Fly has done mm, trips maybe. there over yeah. the years. Most like uh, European companies. Yeah, I want to say right? Devin and Courage went there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think they did like a split part there. That was really good. Yeah. But it, it felt like, I don't know, like the footage was kind of like, stretched a little bit thin where it was like there was like a lot of like second angles that were like the full angle mm -hmm. that was like no yeah no, you mean. a little extra and mm. i wasn't that into the song either it mm. was like it was like kind of a simple beat that wasn't bad but it was also like there's like the the phone dial tone sound <laughs> was like very very obvious yeah. and it was just kind of a little bit distracting yeah i can't say i really off the time i had remember the song i feel like i don't know if they had in fact i can only remember the dial tone really in the beginning but maybe i just wasn't paying attention yeah i'm sure that that stuff bothers normal people a lot less than me <laughs> But I'm like, I guess a little You're very too music-wise. Yeah. But definitely a solid video still. No, yeah. Like some, some amazing writing. And like I said, like, I'm always, they're all, they all fucking kill it. I like always stoked to see more Dan Lacey footage. Yep. Like, that's always a treat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dan Lacey killed it. That Smith he did. That Smith drop. Yeah, I I feel like was that the ender of the video? I almost I almost wanted to avoid. No, no it's not the ender. No. Okay. Yeah, that the Smith is like easily like a roof drop and a half. Like it's yeah. not it's not like a eight ten foot. It's mm -hmm. like a fifteen hefty hefty eighteen fit. foot drop. Yeah, like it's a death drop for yeah. sure. So yeah, both those bands projects. Very solid. Man's always doing something. Yeah, it's cool to see that like they're a very active company. Yeah. And like yeah, it's always they're definitely supporting their team, doing different projects and stuff and mm -hmm. 
yeah, and like like with this uh, you know, this feral collab and then you know, all the cult ones in the past, you know, they're always kind of doing their stuff within the BMS community, which is sick. Yep. And their shoes are uh, definitely my favorite riding-wise yeah. for a long time. I think it's like one of two BMX shoe companies, really, at least like mainstream ones. Mm. Like, I know there's, like, the end shoes. There's a couple, like, odd companies, but Vans and Etnies are definitely the most recognizable yeah, the more, yeah. and the most the most dialed. Like, yeah. To be honest, I, I, I didn't even think I'd really ridden Etnies before, honestly. Uh, the newer ones, like the, um, the, like, the Jameson. Yeah. I know there's, like, a few different, like, signature, like, Godwin has a uh, has like a signature. Oh right, yeah. It's like a colorway the version. There's the doomed ones too. Obviously, like the Nathan. Oh, because he's got two. Oh, I guess yeah, one, one yeah, is like a doomed, and then another one is his, his personal signature. Like signature. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I had the doomed ones, and they were they were solid. Yeah. I feel like they broke in really quick, uh-huh. but they didn't last super super long. Yeah, I mean, but they were definitely good riding shoes. I don't even think I, like, I just haven't gotten them out of just sheer, like, I like Vans, so. Yeah, and Vans, just... like, we've always been able to, like, go to a Vans store yeah. and actually, like, try them try on the Vans and, on, like, yeah. get, get the proper, like. Yeah, because then buying what shoes online, like the... it's like, if you don't know your size on that specific shoe, they could run big or. You know. Yeah, I def I definitely bought the um the Etnies like sight unseen, just mm-hmm. like cross my fingers and yeah, they actually they fit proper. Yeah. Just kinda just got lucky. Yeah, besides vans. New balance. I like to ride in sometimes. It's been a while since I had a pair of new balance, but <laughs> Yeah, I've never never tried the the Envies. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know. I kind of like don't want to spend too much money on like shoes that don't have like any connection to like the BMX industry. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think at the time when I was kind of rocking more NBs than I do now, I was just, I don't know. I think I was just tired and just wanted to try new shoes. And yeah. It's hard because like, how is like, a company ever gonna like get into like sponsoring bmx riders if yeah. they don't see like bmx people like interested in their products mm-hmm. already like yeah. it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword like same thing with adidas like i've had adidas for riding shoes over the years but like they don't really have much of a team no like they they kind of like hook up well, with well now riders, but... now i mean brad sims rides for like i don't know how you describe like it's Adidas, but I think it's like this separate kind of team or different. I don't know what it is. I think it's more like Adidas, like apparel, right? Or it's more like the the general brand. But because like, like they the have shoes. shoes, so like, like I think they have shoes. They're not, you know, the the classic like three stripe or whatever Adidas. Like they're called something else, which I can't can't remember. Oh, uh... it's like. Yeah, that kind of rings Five, a bell, though. I 15, heard... I don't know. Yeah. What is it called? All right. I, th- Five, I think we've rambled on about... Adidas 510. 510s, okay. So it's like they're separate, like... They're like action sports shoes or something yeah. weird? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I think we've uh we've rambled on about shoes <laughs> more than enough at this point. We're like we're over an hour in, so I feel like now's probably a good time to wrap it up. Alright, yeah. Um, is there anything you wanna add before we just do a little closing bit? Um No, I would say I'd say we covered enough for now. 
Yeah, I think that's more than enough content for one day. <laughs> I think we're solid. Uh, if you want to hit us up, I uh, I made a little email for the podcast. It's uh, sore losers podcast one at gmail.com. No spaces or anything there. So uh, if you want to tell us we suck, tell us to uh, stop doing this. <laughs> Please send us an email. Uh, also, you can find both of us on uh, Instagram, posting riding stuff, dog stuff occasionally. Yep. And that's, uh, I'm at Jay Cobley on Instagram. And you are? I'm at Austin underscore Mazer. M-A-Z-Y. Yeah, that's about it. Mine's at J-K-O-E-B-E-L-E. All of the E's. All of the E's. All right, I think that wraps it up. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining me, Austin. Of course, of course. Episode one. I think, yeah, episode I'll one, go, I think, is in I'll the bag. Knows how many? Uh, I think for episode 100, we're just yeah. going to, we're going to get Dennis Anderson to come Perfect. on. I think that's a pretty, yep. pretty reasonable goal, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we have like homies of homies that know him. <laughs> so he would, he would probably maybe answer, answer a DM. Maybe. I don't know. I think he probably we'll has talk enough. talk about that later. I think he has enough podcasting going on. If we do this weekly and we do one episode a week, 55 weeks in a year, that's not for like <laughs> two years. Till we get to a hundred episodes, <laughs> so I think we have we have plenty of time yeah. to uh, to think about it. For sure. All right. If uh if anybody is still listening, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh have an episode two coming up for the next week. Yep. Thanks again, Austin. All I right. will uh, talk thank to you, you later. Justin. <laughs>